It's 17 minutes past eight. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has unveiled his new cabinet in a major reshuffle, replacing 17 out of 19 members and the appointment of the Japanese leader's closest supporters and right-wingers into his cabinet raises concerns of even worse Korea-Japan relations than where we've been at in the last few months. That's certainly not a positive. Professor Mikitaka Masuyama is Executive Vice President of the National Graduate Institute for Policy Studies in Japan and, and will join us on the line now for further analysis. Good morning to you. Good morning. So how significant is this reshuffle? It's uh, Shinzo Abe's seventh year as Prime Minister? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the uh, this might be considered as the final step uh, towards the completion of uh, Abe's mission. Uh, he uh, maintained uh, two close allies uh, in the cabinet position and appointed many uh, politicians to cabinet. Uh, next two years, uh, he can enjoy the political condition without worrying about the election at national level. Several media outlets here, though, in Korea, have been really focusing on the right-wing hardliner members of this new cabinet. Do you agree with that analysis? Well, well, many of the newly appointed cabinet ministers uh, might be considered as a close aid for Abe. In that sense, uh, new cabinet may be considered to strengthen Abe's policy orientation. But, for example, uh, Mr. Ishiba, a uh, rival to Abe, and very critical on him, is uh, more right-leaning in the constitutional issues than Abe. Uh, Mr. Ishiba has been given any, uh, not given any key party position and government positions for some time. So in the cabinet reshuffle, there is no one appointed among the uh, close, uh, uh, those who are close to uh, Mr. Ishiba. So you can say uh, uh, this cabinet reshuffle may be strengthened other policy, but not so much on right wing. We'll look at some of these specific names and key movements in a moment, but the reaction to this has been interesting. An opinion poll conducted by the Yomiuri Shimbun from last Friday to Sunday found the support rating for the Abe cabinet fell five percentage points to 53%. Mm-hmm. A separate survey conducted by Nikkei newspaper and TV Tokyo from last Wednesday to Thursday saw 45% positively evaluating the new members. And mm-hmm. uh, can you just reflect on that public reaction for us? Okay. Well, Prime Minister Abe has been relatively uh, popular among the public, and it is usually 10% higher than combined approval rate for the uh, ruling parties. So the popularity of his cabinet uh, has to do with his individual popularity. But this time, uh, for the general public, cabinet reshuffle didn't appear much making difference. Uh, only exception is uh, Shinjiro Koizumi, uh, son of former Prime Minister Jinichiro Koizumi. Shinjiro Koizumi uh, was appointed, and the cabinet reshuffle uh, is highly appreciated in that sense. 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about this figure then. 38 years old. He is seen in, in some respects as an anomaly. He's not known to be a loyalist of Prime Minister Abe. On the other hand, um, he did, for example, visit the Yasukuni uh, shrine on the 74th anniversary of Japan's defeat uh, in World War Two, and and it, and is seen as still a, a controversial figure. What's your view on why he's been brought into that cabinet? Well, Shinjiro Koizumi is certainly not loyal to uh, Prime Minister Abe, and originally Abe didn't consider appointing Shinjiro Koizumi to any of the cabinet positions. It seems the uh, Chief Cabinet Secretary Suga's idea to appoint Shinjiro Koizumi to the cabinet position. Well, even though uh, Shinjiro Koizumi is still uh, 38 years old, he is very popular among the general public. So considering the possible disappointment of the public in the case of Shinjiro Koizumi being not appointed to any ministerial position, so that this time the cabinet reshuffle uh, turned out to be a very successful one. At the same time, uh, the cabinet reshuffle, the appointment to the cabinet position for Shinjiro Koizumi, uh, gives a challenge for him. He became a rising star for Premier because of his outspoken and somewhat maverick style of policy advocacy. Mm-hmm. But once taking the uh, responsible ministerial position, uh, Shinjiro Koizumi may face a dilemma between what he has been advocating outside the government and what he can do as a member of the cabinet. So you might say that uh, Prime Minister Abe is trying to keep him closer to him to make him less of a threat? Probably, yes. Right. Um, we've also, I mean, there's a few names, as I suggested before, that we could mention. Uh, another one that's been getting attention in the media here is uh, is Koichi Hagyuda, who's been named Minister of Education, Culture, Sports, Science and Technology, and had also drawn criticism for delivering Abe's tribute to the Yasukuni Shrine. Uh, always the Yasukuni Shrine is a, is a focal point and an indicator of uh, where Japanese politicians stand in the eyes of the Korean media. Uh, but um, we're also looking at uh, Taro Kono, who's going to move over as defense minister from foreign minister, and the foreign minister position's being taken up by Toshimitsu Motegi. Given those key positions, I mean, we can talk all we like about environment minister and sports and culture, but, but it's those positions of foreign minister and defense minister that will probably have the most impact on, on South Korea. How, how yeah. significant are those moves? Well, I think it's the, uh, the Korean Peninsula issue, a situation, and Japan's relation with South Korea are the factors that uh, Mr. Kono was appointed to defense minister. So security issues are becoming more important, and Kono is expected to use his negotiation skills and communication channels developed as a foreign minister. The appointment of Motegi as a foreign minister may be a manifestation of solving economic problems through diplomatic negotiations. 
ultimately it's Abe himself who remains prime minister, and he's mm-hmm. and, and he's maintained consistency with his finance minister Taro Aso, and chief cabinet secretary Yoshihide Suga for a seventh year. That mm-hmm. stability does that also mean that we're basically not going to see a huge change for now. Well, that's uh, as I mentioned. Aso and Suga remained in the cabinet, and. I think that indicates that there is no major change in the way Abe seeks to complete his missions. The um, constitutional revision, though, you mentioned before, that, that, that seems to be a key indicator of where people might stand on the spectrum of right versus left. Again, we here in Korea view it more in terms of how uh, they, they might uh, reflect on Japan's past imperialism, for example, but of course domestically it's that constitutional revision that gets so much attention. What, what are your thoughts on, on the future for that? Yeah, well, the cabinet reshuffle, uh, as I said, it's the final uh, step toward the completion of Abe's mission, and certainly constitutional amendment is one of his major missions. So this time, outside the cabinet, veteran politicians are assigned to the top position of the organization in charge of constitutional reform in within the both uh, the party, ruling party, and the parliament. But we have to keep in mind that ruling coalition is short of a two-thirds majority in the upper house, especially, which requires uh, the constitutional amendment initiatives. Uh, the politicians or leaders uh, must uh, take careful efforts to negotiate with the opposition party to the cooperation to seek a constitutional amendment. Some people here have been waiting for the Abe administration to end so that maybe there'd be a new leader that's easier to negotiate with or easier to reflect on the past with. What are your prospects for that? Do you think the next Japanese leader, whether it's uh, Shinjiro Koizumi or someone else, will be any easier for Korea than Abe? I'm not sure whether uh, any of the uh, post-Abe candidates are easy on uh, negotiating with other countries, but the uh, uh, next two years, at least, uh, Prime Minister Abe remained in his office because the uh, LDP's presidential term will expire in 2021. So until that time, uh, uh, Prime Minister Abe uh, can enjoy the current political condition and seek some of the uh, major missions like constitutional amendment. Right. Uh, it's up to the uh, can- the uh, one who takes over the premiership, but whether it's Shinjiro Koizumi or other uh, post-Abe hopefuls like Kono or Motegi, Kishida, even Katsunobu Kato, who was appointed as the Minister of Health and Welfare Labor, uh, they must take hard stance uh, to the external affairs. Right, we, so we don't necessarily expect it to get much easier. We, I'm sorry, we've got to leave it there, Professor Mikitaka Masuyuma. Thank you very much for joining us.